0: And we're back on another episode of Think on That. This is the Everything and Anything podcast. I'm Matt Goody. Country boy, Alex. And we are joined with two special guests today. One you know very well, Miss Nat. Welcome back.
1: Thank you.
0: And our special guest today, Alexia Palmieri.
1: Hello, everyone. Happy to be here.
0: Thanks for joining us. Um, so today's episode is going to be focused more on mental health. Alexia is our in-house specialist on the matter <laughs> and that you're like somewhat of an expert on this as well. well
2: i've been studying it studying doing it on my own for like eight years or so
0: eight years i would say
2: my journey has yeah, started shit. like eight well started back when i was 14 really but being more um committed to the journey since i was 20 or 21 mm. so a couple years couple yeah, years? Couple More years. than a couple. More More than a, few. <laughs> <laughs> a few. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And then Alexei,
0: you have had a similar kind of thing over right. a similar amount of time. Yeah.
1: I would say that it actually went back even further because I think that when you start to get conscious about the fact that you have something that's different or like, oh, I have anxiety or this thing, you can't really name it, that's mm-hmm. when your journey starts with discovering what it is you have. So for me, that goes actually all the way back to like, High school grade probably 10 yeah but really getting into it understanding it being in the journey of like self-work probably about yeah like six ish years yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. did you have like an aha moment that made you realize okay i need to do some some digging here something's wrong yes what was the aha moment
1: there's been a couple of them um i would say six years ago it was around the time there was some chaos in my internal family life and realizing that the way that I was responding to what was happening was from a place that wasn't from a regulated state. And I didn't know that at the time, but I knew something was wrong. And that was the aha moment where I was like, this can't be what normal feels like. This can't be what like baseline, like being able to be calm about things happening feels like. Mm. Went into that kind of discovery. My biggest aha moment was actually around this time last year where my whole life changed. And like that was like the biggest mental health crisis journey I've ever gone through that led me down a path of like, that's the best way to describe it, like awakening mm. and understanding myself on a deep level. Right. Um, so yeah, those were like the two pivotal moments. So it happened back then, but then it led into another big realization last year.
0: Last year? Yeah. And then what decisions did that lead, <coughs> lead you to?
1: Um, really doing like the root cause work. Because sometimes you think that you're doing, like, I guess, the the healing. Mm. But it could be only up here. Mm, yeah. And then you go down another level and another level. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's the root cause work. right? And when you, when you feel it, you know. And the best way for me I can describe it, it's like being in a state of fight or flight for so much of your life. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like, one day waking up and being like, I can actually, like, Breathe. take a deep breath. And, like, right, this right. is what it feels like to be more regulated. And so... And doesn't it feel like
2: when you finally feel that moment, you're like, this is how it's actually supposed to be. Yeah. Like you're not used to that kind of emotion. You're not used to that kind of experience because you were living in a state for so long that that was your normalcy. Yeah. And then when you are faced with calmness or gentleness or just that state, you're like, like I question it sometimes. I'm like, is that normal? Like, you know what I mean? Is that normal? But yeah, no, yeah. it's quite it's quite an experience when you realize that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So what so what do you deal with specifically?
1: So, when I was in grade nine or ten, um, I would have really big fears around my health, like health anxiety. But I didn't know what it was at the time. So I would have like heart pounding and be like, "Mom, I'm having a heart attack right now! Like a hundred percent! Like it's happening!" Oh wow! Like hy- like not hypochondria, but it was extreme health anxiety, and I didn't know it. And then I remember going to the doctor and like going through questions and she was like you have generalized anxiety disorder. And my doctor diagnosed me at the time, but I was so young that I was like what's anxiety? Like I didn't know and I was like okay, like guess I'll just live with this thing. They didn't give me any tools. Like I didn't go to therapy at that time. I just right. kind of lived with that for a long time. I thought that was my normal.
3: How old were you at that time?
1: And I was probably 15 16 years old. Right. Did they yeah. medicate you? No.
0: So you were just raw dogging it. <laughs> Yep, are dogging the anxiety. For
1: a long time, actually. But um, you
0: knew about it, which is, that's that's very in- yeah. interesting. Like,
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew about it. Um, but I would say that because I think not until more recently, like in the past five, six years, you've seen mental health be more of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Even then, it was like not talked about in high school. We didn't yeah. really talk about yeah, was that. Well, like, didn't you feel shame around it? Yeah, a lot. I
2: like, even if I were to yeah. open it up, people were like, like, yeah. get over it like it's yeah. like think of happy thoughts and that drove yeah. me crazy I know. when people said think of happy thoughts it's like I am but that emotion is not being produced in my body for me mm-hmm. to feel happy right now or to feel content yeah see yeah. that was
0: me too like that mm-hmm. same age you know like the adolescent years when my whole life fell apart and stuff and I just yeah. put on a smile and made sure to focus on being the funny guy so that nobody would suspect anything because you you don't get sympathy at that time Yeah, you know it was a very different world back then that was only 10 years ago
2: I don't know about you guys but I especially when I started when I was dealing with severe anxiety and depression like in high school too I didn't want anyone else to feel those emotions so I also although I talked about it like I tried getting help I also didn't want to go into full depth about it because I didn't want someone to have an ounce of the feeling for them to catch it somehow because i was like i can't like i have to protect you in a way now like mm-hmm. it's right. like you go like through that, those wow. mind people pleasing yes yeah, yeah, significantly yeah significantly, which is a big part yeah. of having
1: anxiety because you care yeah. so deeply about what people feel to almost the extent that you sabotage your, your own self own. and that was and that's what it sounds like right yeah that's yeah. been
2: my biggest that now recently more than ever that has been more of my focus too. to, to learn to not... people please to say, like, no. and boundaries. Boundaries <laughs> and standing your ground. Yeah. Or, like, you know, not second-guessing yourself because that's so easy for me to do. Like, I am such a great overthinker about so many things. Um, but it's the people-pleasing t- uh, tendencies that show up. And mm-hmm. then when it does show up, I'm like, oh, okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. And then I start doing the inner work child, which we could talk about that so much later. But...
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The awareness All of it. Stuff. Yeah. Oh. I think... Another big thing I just want to share that just kind of popped into my, my mind right now is that ever since I can remember, like, this is honestly like my first conscious thoughts when I was like super young, was that I would could feel things very deeply, like highly, highly, highly sensitive. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And obviously when you're young, once again, you don't know that you're highly sensitive, but you just know you can feel things deeply. And my mom would always say, you were just you could always be intuitive and feel things on a deeper level and you'd ask questions and you would be like very just in tune with your body. And like, I realize now that I used to shame myself a lot for like feeling that way and think it was a weakness, but it's actually one of my biggest strengths is being able to feel so deeply and be in touch with myself. And I can also do project that and do the same thing with others where I can actually sense the slightest bit of change in somebody's energy and really meet them where they are. And yeah. I feel like that's something that I've become really good at with anxiety slash highly sensitive yeah. <laughs> personality, sure. You right? give
2: such amazing advice. That's really Like, sweet. every Thank you. single time I've ever opened up to you, you would say things and, like, shit, you just nailed it. Like, that was oh. so good. Thank you. Like, that's nice. It's a gift. It's an absolute gift.
3: Do you think that your your ability to help other people is through know seeking information and knowledge on the subject or is that based on like your own experiences
1: that's a really good question I would say it's a combination of the two I would say that when you do deal with something that impacts your daily life and you the more knowledge you have on it you realize that you meet people with more compassion because to some extent everybody's facing a battle especially with the world that we live in it's very hard not to deal with anxiety right. yeah. I don't actually know a single person in my life who said it. they've never felt it right mm. and so for me it's just kind of my like deep deep wanting to help people or talk to people and be an open vessel for people to share with me comes from I don't want people to feel like they're alone and I can also meet them where they are and have compassion understand what that feels like on a deep level and I try to always come from that place of right. no judgment and just mm. kind of meeting them where they're at because we're all on our own journey some people might not understand like where they are in their healing path or what's going on and that's okay too Mm -hmm. but the main thing is that people need to know that like they're not alone right yeah
0: Yeah. it's hard it's hard to picture I think for people who are in like especially like that dark place because I think most people have have been in the dark place and then for those who have lifted themselves out of there it's you know you can look back and appreciate like damn yeah I can see how people are stuck there and like how some people can be like, "No, there is no light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, it's like it's
2: so easy to think that right way. when you so give easy. up that said it. it's
0: there's no pulling yourself out when you give up to it right yeah. So yeah that's the unfortunate part, but like when you know you're surrounded by so much doom and gloom it's it's impossible mm-hmm. how much did you find a correlation between what you were dealing with with your physical health
1: Ooh. so Definitely would magnify things physically <laughs> that manifested in my body um, because the mind-body correlation has been proven, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, if you already deal with a level of anxiety or health anxiety, it's not so much health anxiety for me anymore. That's kind of been dealt with. Um you will magnify the sensations and feelings that go on in your body. And Nat and I have talked about this too, that hormones obviously for women play a big role in that. So For men too. And men. People, yeah, we talk about it. (laughs) And so now
0: nobody knows what hormones men are supposed to have because it's just women we talk about. But yeah, men's hormones too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I think for me, I dealt with a lot of hormonal type health issues when I was younger. I think a lot of that manifested from and anxiety and yeah. high levels of cortisol and stress in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that has an impact on oh, hormones. Cortisol, you know, cortisol shot and like That's yeah. your
2: stress hormone right there. Right. Yeah. So the more anxiety you have and it's also the nervous system, it, it gets so used to constantly be on a like triggered, right. That even mm-hmm. at times, sometimes this happens to me and I have to sit down with myself and be like, did a thought cause this or is this my nervous system reacting right now? Randomly. Sometimes like literally I'll be sitting down having dinner and it's like, it shots up and I'm like where is this coming from like, or I'll wake up in the middle of the night it's like what is going on right now mm-hmm. so it's learning mm-hmm. how to like listen to your body but not listening obviously it's more about having knowledge about your hormones the nervous system to yeah. rebalance it all- like rebalancing your nervous system and hormones is such an important factor because it's all so connected would you, to each other. would you
0: classify that as a panic attack
2: I don't know like it's because I use I there were two moments in my life where I've had panic attacks. Like, like severe huge, panic Severe, attack. like I was yeah. on the floor hypoventilating and yeah. everyone, oh, someone almost called 911 to get me mm. to the hospital. Um, for me, that's my panic attack. For the other ones, it's more of like, it's an anxiety attack where I could breathe stuff, I could catch my breath and I could feel my heart. And I feel my anxiety, usually in my stomach here. Um, and then I get body chills immediately. And then so it's more of like, Reflecting, Okay, what's the thought that caused it? Or is it just simply my nervous system shooting up? Because then there's other tools on how to learn how to reprogram your nervous system to calm down. Yeah. And having even communication with others that are around you, that support you and such. So that, I'm going to talk about triggers here for a moment. I do believe it is your responsibility to, when you notice that you're being triggered, to be with yourself and like deal with it. But I think it's also important that for those who are around you to understand what your triggers are, because if they accidentally do something that they don't know is a trigger, it's good for them to know, right? Mm -hmm. So that they don't do it. But it's also that there's less amount of triggers present in your life. So you could actually rebalance your nervous system so that when that experience happens, you're not going to react so much because you know how to handle it. Yeah. And if that makes any sense, again, it's your own like, um, control like you have to deal with it it's your responsibility it's someone else's responsibility yeah but so that's
0: my thing with the trigger the trigger thing because obviously with like the way the world is right now we're seeing like spikes in every single category of mental illness like everything that we have as a diagnosable ailment Mm -hmm. everybody is spiking in it right now Mm -hmm. but in terms of the thing like like the triggers and the trigger warnings i agree with you to an extent like, mm-hmm. in your close circles, I think maybe people should be aware of triggers mm-hmm. and then, you know, do their best to mitigate them. Yeah. But, like, it I find it an unreasonable expectation that you go to work or you go out into the world into like the mall or wherever you go mm-hmm. and expect your triggers to be respected by the people around you. I'm
2: not yeah. saying that. Yeah, like, not you. can't you, avoid yeah. it. You can't avoid that. I'm yeah, just right. saying,
0: I'm only talking about
2: like your close. Group. Yeah, yeah. Your close right. Group. For no, like, sure. You can go on the highway and get triggered by like a sign. No, I'm not or, like, you saying you're saying I mean? that. Like,
0: I'm just saying as, as, a, general as a general point general, okay, because a okay, lot yeah. of people think that I know that everybody needs to respect their no, triggers and like, I'm sorry, but sometimes people's triggers are very normal day-to-day activities. And at that point it's it's no one else's problem but yours. Mm-hmm. And like it's a sad reality. Like everybody has something that, you know, fucks them up. But mm-hmm. it's it you have to deal with it. That's a demon and that's that you've got to slay, that, that's right? The thing. right it's, yeah. it's an
2: open door for you to channel in or for you to just go in, right? And be right. like, what is the actual trigger because a lot of times triggers I'd say kind of camouflage into things, if that makes any sense. Like they kind of um camouflage into different people or conversations or signs or whatever there's something else that's <laughs> going on so that's why whenever you do have a trigger i think it's important to like go with internally and be have like to. why am i triggered and then you just kind of break it down a little bit there but yeah no no like it's impossible to live a life without being triggered like mm-hmm. absolutely no.
0: so i want to kind of like shift it a little bit to your experiences dealing with anxiety disorder because you both Deal with anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before and mm-hmm. we'll get to your thoughts after but I kind of mm-hmm. want to hear your thoughts on yeah. medication which is like wild widely used at this point there are generic brands there are brand yeah. names everybody's popping pills what do you think
1: uh yeah I'd love to share openly about that so when I told you earlier on in this podcast that last year I went through probably the worst time in mental health I ever had right. um, that was a time where um, when you're in such a state of fight or flight sometimes you need something to help stabilize Absolutely. you to even do the work
4: Yeah,
1: you can't do you can't expect yourself to get out of that and do the work if you're in such a critical state that I almost say thank god that that medication was there and available for me at the time I needed it yeah. to stabilize things for me which is what it did Yeah, and so for me going into it I knew that I never wanted a medication to be a crutch. A crutch to say, i taken the medication and that's it. Don't have to do the work anymore on my right. anxiety because nice. I'm, yeah, that's I'm that's healed like and I'm good. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> but for me, it was, I'm taking this medication as a tool a step up, like to up. help me mm-hmm. stabilize myself to be able to even find out and do that inner work and reflection of what just went on there. Like, why did I get to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently off it now. It's been three months. So I was only on it for about eight months. Congratulations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't a long time, but it was something that really did stabilize things for me. So my thoughts on it are, um, it really is circumstantial and you have to listen to your own. Sometimes actually you can't even listen to your intuition and gut. So if you're at that point where it's just, things are too chaotic and crazy, sometimes you have to just take that step and know that this will be something to help stabilize. Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually I can talk about the one that I was on. I was on Lexapro, which is a very common yep. SSRI. Um, that's for panic and anxiety. And I think it's also for OCD. Um, well, you
2: recommended that one to me too.
1: Yeah, that was the one that I was on. And she put me on a very low dose, the lowest one, because I was like, I don't know if I want to go high. Like, I'm a bit scared. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. There was a hard time adjusting to it. Right. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have been on a medication before and experienced that. But I would say for anybody who is going to take that step for their mental health and want to try medication, give yourself at least two weeks of time, maybe even off work if you can, because that's how hard it can be to adjust to the medication. That was my experience.
0: Wow, really?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. it can be that bad. What
3: wow. were some of the things you were experiencing at the beginning?
1: <sighs> Suicidal ideation. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. that's yeah. a common one. That's a very common one. On a, on a one. lot yeah. that's why of like, drugs.
2: Back yeah. Gosh, in high school, I was talking to my doctor about it because my depression was so severe. He's like, I will not ever recommend it to those who have suicidal thoughts because you have that like mm-hmm. dip that you're higher, you have a higher chance of doing it. I'm like, well, yeah. I can't take it then. Okay, thanks. It's but, good that he was honest
1: yeah. with you about he was so that honest, because yeah. some doctors will just not really right tell you there. the side effects. Yeah. So yeah. What, what is
3: like the explanation for that since it's, it's a, such a, like apparently, you know, like you guys said, there's a lot of cases of that. Yeah. So what would be like the explanation for
1: the for that happening? Yeah. Um, it's because it's a foreign substance that's coming into your body. We're already right. in a state of such chaotic confusion that it can right. just kind of at the beginning, for whatever reason, I don't know the actual like science behind it, but it can right. add to it and make it worse.
2: Before gets it it better.
1: I think. Yeah,
2: I'm not the greatest when it comes to all these terms. Like
0: <laughs> I got your hormones, but like you want <laughs> me to give s- it a go? Pardon? <laughs> you want me to give it a go? Sure. I got it. You Let's got hear it. it. It's, okay. it's a chemical imbalance. Like I, it's actually right. mental- so
2: depleted in it that like
0: yeah. But the the mental illness itself is already a chemical imbalance. So your brain is already in a state of imbalance. Right. um, Which means that everything it's controlling, which is everything, is out of whack. Right. Then you go and you're taking a medication, which, yeah, as Lex said, is like a foreign, you know, substance. So it throws your body body out of whack a little bit. Well, it it rewires your brain. Right. It changes your brain chemistry to an entirely foreign arrangement. So your brain was already out of whack and is now further out of whack, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah, the medication's aiming to basically get those chemical levels as close to normal as possible. right? Um, at least to put it in your control because you can you can rewire your brain. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the whole point of doing the work, as yeah. I said, right? The therapy, the conversations, the inward looking and thinking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like creating new neural networks and stuff like that. And it right. basically opens up the channels for your brain to naturally level itself out. Chemistry. Dr. Joe right.
2: Dispenza talks about that so much. I, I need to Love get him. more <laughs> into his work. He is so yeah. incredible He's, with basically about like, you are in power and in control of reprogramming your mind and he says it very proudly and boldly and like didn't he deal with did was he the one that also dealt with like severe
1: depression too i can't remember there's so many of them no i don't think that he did actually i think that he had something else happen to his physical state that he was able to get out of through the power of reprogramming his subconscious mind which Mm -hmm. is like still the same kind of thing you have an ailment and you're able to which is cool. amazing. Which, the crazy yeah. part
0: about that, though, is that, it, and this is, a, I think, uh, probably the key, like the magic key. And if we figure out how to reincorporate this back into our society, mm-hmm. more people will have agency over their, like, mental yeah. health, right? Yeah. It's very exciting. Accountability. I don't know about you What about what do you mean by, account- what about, what oh, you yeah, mean by accountability? Expand. Like account-
1: integrity and accountability, right? Not not not, self, not just integrity.
0: Like- yeah, self accountability. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. which requires self awareness. But if you listen to like the way older people talk, like our parents' generation, our grandparents and older, if you get the chance to talk to them, they <laughs> yeah. they seem to have achieved self-awareness at a much younger rate. Right. And I have a feeling that that is due to the way that they were raised. 100%. It, the Dep- account. Not I would disagree. Not, obviously not everybody. Yeah. Not <laughs> no, everyone. Because, but look, look, look. My, my, <laughs> my argument with people wanting to look at the past and be like, look at all the things they did wrong. Remember that we got here, so they did do things right. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, it's a different world. But we tend to have a very weird fetish of looking at history through the lens of, look how fucked up this time was. But remember that it was not all fucked up. It was also the good old days for the people that lived in it, just like us, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like an important thing to remember. And so, yeah, they might not have talked about mental health back then, but they had, there were very real effects and they had ways of dealing with it that Mm -hmm. were, in a lot of people's cases, way more pragmatic and and natural in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it was about accountability. It started with accountability. You did something wrong and there were consequences immediately, whether it was, You know, a lot of people will tell you about getting slapped, but forget about that part. You know, there was a point where, you know, kids were shoplifting. So if kids wanted to go into a store, a store that was commonly hit, they'd be like, absolutely not. No, not without an adult and like Mm -hmm. that thing that doesn't happen nowadays Mm -hmm. kids you can't do anything to kids and I'm not talking about little kids I'm talking about even teenagers who are literally by nature and have always been like this by the way look at every piece of history all the way back to biblical times Mm -hmm. teenagers are rebellious like by nature yeah so you have to put in place like social consequences yeah, some structure. to teach them not to be fucking assholes mm-hmm. <laughs> and to yeah, not have accountability. Yeah. And then when you let mm-hmm. these people you know, grow into adults who have yeah. never practiced accountability at the same rate of the generations past, mm-hmm. what happens? We end up in this fucking free for all society that is grinding us all down and none of us know how to look inward because mm-hmm. we were never held accountable as children. You, I, I like, wanna tell ta- I yeah. really have
1: something to say about your point because I think that it was very wise and like I do think there's a lot to take away from that, Matt. But I also think that as much as it is wise, there's also I disagree with the self awareness piece. Oh. Do, do same. <laughs> wow. So where I agree, someone what? who disagrees, <laughs> where them. I agree with the holding people accountable, that doesn't exist now mm-hmm. um, to the same extent. Um, I do think that a lot of things were done in that generation without actually understanding or knowing why on the deeper level, and so now you see, and this is my experience, an older generation who knows that they have ways about them that can be very toxic to family members, friends, people. And they say the saying, that's just the way that I am. Oh, yeah. And so what I've noticed between the two generations, ours versus the older generation is that where we're willing to take more of that personal responsibility mm-hmm. to say, no, that's not just the way I am. I'm going to actually look into that and, and inquire. I've noticed a lot of the older generation just says like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? That's mm-hmm.
0: just how I am. So yeah, especially I think, Oh, sorry. Cause go I was ahead. thinking, yeah.
2: no, it's okay. It's okay. Cause when you were saying that too, I'm like, if only you knew the Polish culture <laughs> mentality right now, well, like, here's my, a lot of them, they, and there are obviously a lot of great people, but that older generation went through so much.
0: I, of course. Wars of, and all yeah. those things.
2: They mm-hmm. have like their head up. They think they know what's best and they don't, take accountability at all.
0: Right. But this is my argument about us right now too because look at us looking back on them Mm -hmm. and what the two of you are saying is literally the opposite of what I was saying. I was like comparing what they did right to Mm -hmm. what we're doing wrong and you're comparing what they did wrong to what we're doing right. So it... This same conversation, but, but, but it where is, a is where is
3: it where it's right and wrong? Like, what is right and wrong in terms of
0: so? Okay, like you know, commonly because we talk about it all the right. time, right? Because our parents are that generation, we talk right. about all the things that they did wrong. Mm-hmm. They did wrong with raising us. They did wrong with themselves between our parents, like our moms and our dads, to each other. Mm-hmm. Like and and like you said, the, this ideology of like, well, that's just the way I am, right? Absolutely, that is something done wrong mm-hmm. because maybe they weren't looking truly in at yeah. like behavior as something that they could change. Mm-hmm. But what they did do right was simplify things, right? True. When it came yeah. to solving a problem, they were not debilitated like we were. And they were very, very aware of actions have
2: consequences. consequences.
0: We are not as aware of that. That's true. People yeah. in our generation and especially younger, it's even worse younger. They don't care. They don't care as much That's as, true. as people. They yeah. don't. There's a, it, yeah. a fucking selfishness. In our generation, and yeah. I know it because I, I do it's things a, it, all the time. An and entitlement. I go, that is, yeah, that yeah, is the is, most self righteous bullshit that you've yeah. ever done, Matthew. What are you doing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I just step back, and I'm like, everybody in our generation is like this. Every one of us, mm-hmm. and if you think about it, look at the way we even talk about like dealing with our own shit. We call it self care and self love, and then that goes and gets perverted by the mm-hmm. same generation to mean. Fuck everybody else. I'm gonna do what I like and kind of like that's just the way I am sort of mentality, that's right? That's more
2: of like selfishness right there.
0: Exactly. Like so yeah. and they both exist like mm-hmm. at the same time, concurrently. Yeah. And the same thing can be said about our parents' generation, like the good and the bad existed concurrently, right? We mm-hmm. have to remember that. But yeah. like, yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from.
1: Yeah, and I'll offer something that like is hard to do, but I've been trying to do is offering compassion to know that they did the best they could with what they knew. And that's something I always keep in my mind is like, I have a different level of respect for grandparents, parents, people in life who have hurt me and who've caused me pain knowing that although you can still set your boundaries and say, that's not cool with me. Like that's something that I can't accept they're also doing the best that they can with the level of consciousness and awareness that they have. Yeah. And so you can only blame someone to the extent of the awareness that they have in their own journey that they're on.
2: You're so that's absolutely a great way right. to have compassion, exactly. right? that, yeah.
0: Honestly, that is a much nicer way of saying forgive, but don't forget. That's mm-hmm. basically what it right. is, right? Yeah. Choose to
2: see, like I was actually listening to a Gabby Bernstein podcast today and she's like, like, it has to do with forgiveness and it's like choose to see their light as well. Choose to see their light. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I like to do. And that's how I've always really been. But Mm -hmm. then again, the people pleasing tendency, I could be a pushover at the time. Like in the past, but that's, that's just, I'm so sorry. That's how I am. Usually I like to see people and they're good because we do carry the good. We always, we have two, we have good and bad and it's a choice at the end of it. Right. Um, Mm. but that's like it's such a lovely way of putting it into that yeah Yeah. for For me the
3: the lens that I see nowadays is that it's really at the end of the day it is up to you Mm -hmm. like it's it's on you to how how you want to view things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like good and bad that have happened in your life right so
2: like things happen for you versus to you. Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Because when you when you kind of put, I find when people put themselves in that like victim state, like this happens to me and I'm like this now.
4: Yeah.
3: It's like to me personally, I understand it. I get all of it. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not ha- like that's not the mentality I like to choose mm-hmm. to go with. I like to look at it like, okay, well, you're gonna to be aware, to be mm-hmm. self aware, to be aware of what that person was going through, like we all discussed. Yeah. But then also, it's like okay. Again, the boundaries, but then also, it's. I'm not gonna let that happen again, right? Mm, yeah. Like you got to mm-hmm. change your situation, yeah. right? Which isn't obviously easy mm-hmm. in a lot of cases for people, but um, I just personally so think that it's it's you know up yeah. to the person, it's th- themselves as well, right?
2: And it's super easy to fall into victimhood, and especially when something just happened to you, right? But I think when you become so, when you're used to doing reflections like looking internally too you are able to in a way because it's it's human to victimize yourself it's so human too right but i I think when the more you do these types of works where you are doing internal reflections and such and you see that your fingers are also pointing back at you while you're pointing at the situation or person you're able to bounce out a little bit more quicker right but it's all a choice at the end of the day it's all a choice honestly it
0: really is and like Even for the people who... Like, there are people. You're one of them. You're one of them. I'm one of them. You're one of them that pulled themselves out of, like, dark places. Mm -hmm. Like, all four of us can agree. There's a a point where you make a decision. You can go, I'm either going to continue on suffering like this and one day die, or I'm going to fucking change something. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to be in active control of making the step forward. To me,
3: that breaking point is... Personally, it's am I a vic- Like it's going from victim and then choosing a different route mm-hmm. of yeah. mm-hmm. of how you how you dealt with that situation. Yeah, it's like you're always things. at the end of the day a victim of whatever you've gone through. But then from that point on, now if you want to like heal yourself, you can't have that victim mentality in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. It, like I I don't think it's gonna work. You have
2: to like it, yeah. basically. How do I say this? Instead of the lens of operating through fear, it's the lens of love. Like you're returning back to you, and that's when you take those steps. And then I think that's when things come to you even more as well. But yeah, I that's lost beautiful my train of thought for a moment. <laughs> that's why I just lost my train of thought for a moment. Yeah. but that's what it is. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, right? I
0: think a main source of like trapping people in that state of mind where you mm. can't push forward to the end, to the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel mm. is anger and like we've all we all know it like being angry at people situations things and just like just it's like being addicted to anger Mm -hmm. because that's something I dealt with with ADHD and not not even knowing that I had ADHD for so long Mm -hmm. you know you spend a long time just being fucking angry and it fucking he literally kills you it, oh, it causes does. your it stress like, levels to go oh, up it cortisol does so like many it different things. imbalances you like,
2: your hips like all Everything. sorts of things knee issues all there's sorts a whole of stuff. whack
0: of stuff yeah. that comes with it right yeah. and that's why yeah. a lot of these things tend to have more than one mental ailment coming at once when things are really bad like mm. a lot of people deal with simultaneously depression and anxiety Mm-hmm. Like two very different mental illnesses happening at the same time. So many people are dealing with it. Yeah. And then I, I almost want to, whenever I hear people go, I have uh, depression and anxiety and I'm on pills for this. and yeah, I've been on pills for like this many years, whatever. I immediately know you're pissed off for some reason and you're choosing not to fucking give it up. Mm-hmm. You're choosing mm-hmm. to be angry. There's a resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You've been you on pills for this many years and you have depression and anxiety and it hasn't gone away. It hasn't gotten better. It's just stayed stagnant. You're pissed off. Mm-hmm. about something but it's also on you at that point I think, it well. is yeah, yeah, entirely yeah.
1: 100% so what are some tools that have helped you um, once you discovered you had ADHD to manage that anger and manage your state of being like on a daily basis is there anything particular particular sorry
0: I think I was always good at I now know it's called metacognition mm-hmm. like the voice inside the voice inside your head that's mm-hmm. kind of calling your thoughts to check a mm-hmm. little bit I always had that because I I have an internal monologue personally and I have this internal internal monologue it's weird Mm -hmm. but that's just how I've always thought like since I was a kid as far back as I can remember Mm -hmm. so because I think like that already it was pretty easy when I was introduced to metacognition when I was doing uh, cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. right and then which was mandatory. And when I got diagnosed, I was on the medication with the therapy. It was mandatory to do both. Yeah. So they were like, we're going to put you on the pills, but you have to do the work kind of thing. Right. And so because I was kind of, it was regimented for me, mm-hmm. I think I was a lot more successful. Whereas a lot of other people, the way that mental health is set up, the system itself, it's it's kind of like, hey, we're here. If you want to come get us, as mm-hmm. opposed to it being so clean cut and accessible. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for people if it was way more accessible and regimented and properly regulated, and so doctors aren't writing prescriptions to get some back pocket cash or whatever the fuck it's going on, mm-hmm. and all these people aren't addicted to Vyvan's and abusing all these fucking drugs, then you know things could be very different. People would be on pills, like you said, for a short period like you were, like I mm-hmm. was, doing the work, and then, okay, I'm in control now. I still have to deal with the monkey on my back, but Mm -hmm. I know how to put a collar around its neck now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd love to share even myself some tools that have... I was actually going to ask, like, for the both of you, like, what are your tools that you've used? And I want to hear yours, too, of course. Um, Anyone who deals with anxiety, right out the bat, number one thing I can recommend is magnesium. Mhm. And like yeah. that's not some BS yeah. supplement. For everybody. That was on our last
2: Everybody. Too. Yeah. Oh my Everybody's- gosh, my eye started twitching. I'm like, I'm low on magnesium and I was also like kind of stressed. Yeah. I started taking. I'm like, I was just simply depleted. Yeah. Just simply depleted. Yeah. Your eye twitched? M- the muscles. For me, so my spine so sinus- is like a glitching robot. <laughs> magnesium.
3: So-
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so magnesium we're naturally super depleted in it. So right. if you're depleted in magnesium, if you're depleted in your B vitamins, right? or especially vitamin D, you're naturally much more stressed out. You're naturally much more anxious and Mm -hmm. sad. And sometimes you don't know, like you just woke up, you know, sad, right? Like on the wrong side of the bed. So check on your supplements, check how you're eating. That's simply, it's right there. It's all there sometimes if you just simply have to do those little things. But for me, it's my eye twitching like right underneath like the muscle, or yeah. like underneath my shin. I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to take magnesium. <laughs> That's really? what I just got to do. How did you discover that? So when it came to the information about magnesium was when I worked at a supplement store because I was surrounded surrounded sorry by so many nutritionists. Right. And then I, so funny. So a long time ago, I used to work at a tea store and the manager was so into holistic health and I was deeply suffering with PTSD and depression. Love her so much. She was trying to help me out. She's like, honey, did you take some magnesium? And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? Magnesium. Like, I didn't know anything. <laughs> like <me. I'm> like,
0: <laughs> when you told me right. about magnesium, I'm like, fuck know, you. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you take magnesium.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so she, and I'm like, she doesn't understand. I just went through something horrible. She's talking to me about magnesium. But no, there's a huge thing with when it comes to your brain and magnesium.
0: Well, we'll, we'll and, get to the, the the nutrition part in yeah. a little bit because like, I do want to get into that. I'm like, healthy eating and how much it affects mental health oh significantly what, what what are your two coping mechanisms as well
1: so you said magnesium um yeah definitely magnesium is one of them and i would say um it has to be a specific type so magnesium by glycinate or l3 and 8 because those l3 and 8 actually crosses the blood brain barrier and i've been taking that now um for a little while and i noticed a big difference in my sleep Yeah, everybody's asleep. a big one. So definitely shout out to magnesium. It's done a lot. Once again, you can't just take magnesium and be like, anxiety's gone, everything's good. (laughs) Um, You have to. There's other things. So another big thing would be breath work for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like how cool is it that we all are like equipped with like an internal ability to Mm -hmm. utilize our breath. And if you can utilize it in the right way, you can bring yourself to baseline state and regulate that nervous system and fight or flight. So I love to box breathe. my favorite. I love teaching my students that one. What is box breathing?
2: When you inhale for four, hold for four, Mm. exhale for four, hold for four, and you just keep going. And Mm. you could literally, you could do it in silence if you like, or I like to match it up with music and have some songs that I absolutely adore doing it to. So it also, while I'm calming down, I'm also like, feeling happier bit by bit by bit yeah
0: using the music to manipulate the emotion about, yeah it, right? and it's beautiful like it yeah, helps right smart.
2: but you could also do it in silence too which i think is beautiful i think you i think people should learn how to be in silence that's what i also try to teach my students when i'm teaching them yoga there was a moment where my music went off i'm like yeah. okay let's just actually learn how to now be in silence and it was like perfect but anyways i, I some read somewhere
0: it's on, on the line of what you're saying but it said not silence it said silence in nature because it said like yeah. we're 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 natural animals. We're supposed to yeah. be like back in the days yeah. we were hunter gatherers and way more in control of our natural bodies. Yeah. yeah. We would if you were in alone time, you were still surrounded by nature. So you have like ancient genes. Yeah, that are activated to, to relax you if you put yourself in nature, mm-hmm. not at a park where people are. Like go somewhere you go fucking <laughs> quiet it's and so like be by yourself in yeah. nature and then do box breathing. That might make a whole Ooh, whack. We
2: could do it at home too if you don't have access to like a trail near you, yeah. right? Because so many people live in like, Toronto. You know, High Park to me is not... Okay, and cool. if you live
0: in a concrete jungle, go touch grass because I know, that's I part know, of I your know. fucking problem. I know. So
2: that's <laughs> the thing. It's like for those who may don't maybe not have access though, right, to go to, to go a forest, grass. To get grass? just do it at home and like just you could, you know, put in headphones and there's also so many meditation apps too that you could do. YouTube, obviously, there's yep. so many um, guidances when it comes to box breathing as well. So yeah. I love that one. What else, yeah. is, what else is another tool of yours?
1: Last one, I'll just say... There's a lot I can talk about, but one that I just want to share, like that every single person needs to know and was a game changer for me is the distinction that you are not your thoughts. You're the observer of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when I got that, like on a deep level, I felt a sense of freedom that I can't even explain to know that there's so many thoughts that pop into our consciousness on a daily basis that are not Mm self-made. And if you choose to cling on to every self-limiting intrusive because I do deal with intrusive thoughts too. bad thought and believe them Mm -hmm. you're actually telling your subconscious doesn't know the difference and you're just Mm -hmm. perpetuating that cycle of Mm -hmm. you know and when you start to detach and notice that like you are actually the observer of those thoughts like you have control and you have the power it's like
0: so that's that's metacognition yeah. is what that is it's interesting that's an interesting way yeah. to like word it that's really yeah. cool it's mm-hmm. cool how people have different ways of getting to that same place like thought yeah. regulation right yeah. like yeah. I call it the voice inside the voice inside my head yeah. I'm mm-hmm. calling it like you know you're the observer of your own thoughts yeah. but that's basically what it is it's the exact same thing because and we're
1: consciousness
2: exactly mm-hmm. which is yeah. which is weird. and then and you don't really
0: cool, judge it know, that right?
4: much too
2: <laughs> you don't really then judge it that much when you notice that your thoughts are basically this exact same that every single person has on this planet yep. like we all have Thoughts that are limiting li- yeah. like limiting belief thoughts, right? How is it unique to me then if you have it and you have it and you have it in every person?
0: That's called an ideology right? at that point. Yeah. And that's another thing, right? So right. like everything is polarized these days mm-hmm. in literally every category of life, and people are subscribing to these like almost very rigid set of rules in everything you believe. Mm-hmm. But in you doing that, you are subscribing to thoughts that you, as you said, didn't make yourself that a lot of people are subscribing to and therefore they have to be very simplistic and general mm-hmm. and not apply properly to the whole world. Right. And you call that your entire world view. Yeah. You, were, you were such a simpleton at that point. <laughs> yeah. Small minded and on purpose. You have to listen to everybody mm-hmm. and broaden your own thoughts. And remember that thoughts aren't real. Mm-hmm. Thoughts are just ideas. Everything that goes through your head within the confines of your own head isn't real. You well, have to say- make it real. You turn it into something real. And that's an active decision every single time.
2: Let's just not say, though, that you must be small-minded if you don't see it that way. Because this could be, what if someone's hearing this for the first time?
0: Good, you're small-minded. That's not yes. a bad thing, Natalie. And it's not a bad thing to be sick. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing to not be okay. It's mm-hmm. You have to start somewhere. If you're mm-hmm. small-minded and it is your intention to be big-minded, fuck it, admit it. I'm mm-hmm. small-minded and I need to start. That's how it begins. Mm-hmm. Call it what it is. Walk like a duck. Talk like a duck. Quack, quack. It's a duck.
2: How often do you say that? I feel All like the every fucking time. Other, Life episode. is a lot more simple than
0: people fucking
3: let it be. It's in his book. Yeah. It's, it's in, in my book. Five finger rule. Five finger rule. Five finger rule. Yeah, got right? it. to get them tattooed.
2: Eventually he will. Eventually he will. And we're invited to see it then.
0: Uh-huh. Opening. Right on his ass.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, oh, great. Five finger rule.
0: Get a hand print on my butt. Beautiful to every single
2: finger. Eat, sleep, shit, fuck, fight. Gotcha. Love it.
0: But I think that's part of it too. I think that's part of the spike in our in our mental health crisis internationally mm. is the increasing complexity of the world. We are living so far removed from our natural yep. state 100%. that our bodies have no idea what to do.
1: Hundred percent. Mm. They don't know
0: how to catch up, and so they're throwing themselves into random chemical. Balances to try and cope, but mm-hmm. they're wrong, wrong, wrong. And then now we have a massive spike in anxiety disorder, depression. Mm-hmm. People have eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Now mm-hmm. we have gender dysmorphia, yeah. you know, yeah. all these different things. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, this is the reason. No, no, no. Here's the reason, mm-hmm. right? There is such a thing as too much selection, there mm-hmm. is such a thing as too much information, mm-hmm. and there is such a thing as we are fucking animals. Mm-hmm. So why don't we live more like animals and we will. <sighs> Wow. Actually,
2: speaking of you nature, know? I find this, I don't do this often anymore, but I like to as much as I can, especially since the weather just started now. We actually have grass and not snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite things, if I ever feel like out of balance, if I want to come back to me, if I'm feeling anxious, I love walking in the mornings. And I'll take when I go somewhere that's really grassy. I'll take my shoes off and I'm grounding. Boom. And it's the best. There's literal thing. physiological proof. Oh, it's There's so evidence. good. Yeah. And the, it's a real the thing. more you, if, the more you do it. It's not going to happen for the first time, but because I'm very in tune with my body, I'm very connected with nature. For those who aren't, you know. But this will happen over time. The more you do it, you'll be able to literally feel energy coming through and I know that may sound like so weird but it's it's scientifically based like it's scientific no it is, it is. 100% so i am also yeah. speaking yeah. with like science here but you feel that and you immediately come into the centering place and you are so much more aligned that whatever you were dealing with you're like I got this like I could do it it's okay like you feel so so good so if yeah. somebody like now it's spring it's almost summer If you are anywhere, it doesn't even matter Like you could be in a super busy park. It doesn't matter. Just take your shoes off and literally put your feet into the ground and it feels so good. And that's like one of my favorite things to do. So
3: so things like that, I'm not discrediting at all. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that for an example, how much of that could also be like a placebo effect as well?
4: things like that not
3: that specifically but just things things that work for you right it could I
2: think it's also because I read something too before as well that you know when it comes to the grounding technique when we were kids we always had our shoes off. Right, like Running yeah, around. Yeah, so right. naturally, you also have these really good memories that show up. Maybe it might not be surfacing right when you are like. I grounded, think you're on the right, right track. I, I, I don't even, even think it's just, just me. childhood memories. It's like memories. whenever you smell something, then it yeah. reminds you of like that beautiful sure. moment or like, you yep. know, somebody says something, you're like, oh my God. Like, you know, right. so I think it also has to do with your memory sure. as well. So sure. maybe it's not placebo. Maybe it's just also the subconscious opening up as well. I think it's yeah. more yeah. simple yeah. than that though. I think yeah. it's, yeah. remember
0: like, We've been we've been humans for the entirety of humans, right? Yeah. Like we have a fucking long ass lineage and you know we've been on this planet like the rest of the animals and plants and everything, right? We didn't used to wear shoes. I know. Right? Or just get a dog. We yeah. Right? Just get dog. We used to walk around on the, <laughs> oh, look, the, the natural planet everywhere we went, barefoot, right? Like we were very yeah. in tune with the with the earth and like the energies it, it literally releases. Mm-hmm. Like that was flowing through your fucking skin, right? Mm-hmm. And then now Think about the last time that you, as a person, if you're listening, actually walked outside. And how accessible is it to walk outside barefoot? And if you're walking outside barefoot, what are the odds that you're walking on something that we put there artificially? Concrete, asphalt, even the grass is laid on top of ground that we put there and it's contaminated and stuff. Like, it's important to, like, when we go up to, like, the cottage or something take the shoes off and walk on like natural earth mm-hmm. that humans haven't fucked yeah. with and you will feel better immediately mm-hmm. and that's because it's an ancient fucking thing yeah like it's In simple our biology. It's, yeah. it is it's so yeah. simple
3: I, I 100% agree with that. I wasn't trying to like make it sound like it was uh, but what I was, what I was trying to imply is if you were to do something like that, you'd have to believe in it as well. Yes, is what I was kind yeah. of implying, you can also right? Like be
2: curious too, so right? For not sure. Not but not if
3: you're believe. someone that's kind of going in it with a negative mindset, let's say, and you're mm. the whole time you're doubting it and like, "Oh, this is silly." Yeah, is it yeah. gonna work for you? No, you're not. I don't think, think, so. think so. That's it where, where it. it's like,
2: but that's with anything.
3: Though. That's exactly. with anything exactly. Absolutely. And that's, that's what anything. I'm saying. It's like whatever works for you works for you because that's mm. your belief system, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, you're which is great. which is great. But no, there is
3: scientific proof that that is it's and all it, it makes unreal. sense
0: if you simplify 100%. it down Water. to like the biology 100%. Thing. Like, well, yeah. we're an ancient animal that has walked this earth barefoot for a long fucking time mm. when you break it down to bare bones like that you're yeah. like how how can you not think that it's a good idea to walk on grass every now and then mm. yeah you know what i mean
1: i yeah. also think that we're a society that just comes so much from our head and right. we're not in our bodies anymore absolutely yeah. what does it feel like to actually like be in your body for me it feels like freedom and I feel like so much Mm -hmm. of the time I come from my head I just can get so lost and stuck in there and then when I can actually like yeah ground do things that get you back into your body Mm -hmm. I feel like you get more connected to yourself and your heart and like just yeah that's that's how we were supposed to be living yeah Yeah. 100% and like now it's our own personal responsibility to like slowly I think get back to our true nature Mm -hmm. we should stand for that because that's what we deserve as an amazing
2: practice. The reason, one of the main reasons why I became a yoga teacher is is because of that. Yeah. You know how they've done so so amazing for you in many different ways. And there's so many different ways of doing yoga. It's not only just through poses, really. That's just one out of eight things. And um, But when I have my students in Shavasana, which is basically you're lying on the ground. Everything is just on the ground. You're on your back. Hands, palms are either facing down or facing up to the sky. Do you know how many times they've done a study, how many people are so uncomfortable in that pose because they're not used to being in their bodies? And yoga is a practice. It's not meant to be perfect. So the more you do it, the more you're practicing to get in tune with yourself, especially then when you have an instructor guiding you through, when it comes to meditation, when it comes to breath work, or just simply stillness and quietness. But that's the thing. It's like even just something that... like it is. Such a profound effect. It yeah. makes you immediately realize how um, not in tune you are with your body. But then it's also a beautiful practice to allow you one step at a time to get into your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yoga is amazing for that. Well, it's yeah.
1: combining all the essential things: the breath, the body, the, the, mind, and the mind. It's like you're soul. balancing everything, right? Yeah. And that's what's so great about yoga. Is it just? I personally leave a session mm-hmm. feeling so much more like balanced in my body Mm -hmm. um so thank god we have have people like you who are (laughs) who are like taking that on and really like showing Mm -hmm. the way and leading that and yeah i'm i'm thankful that that exists because it is something that can help a lot of people and has Mm -hmm. helped a lot of people for sure Mm -hmm. it's a perfect example
0: of something that we also don't do and that's like play and you say being mindful in your own body so we're, we're social yes. animals, right? Yeah, yeah. And we used to do it as kids, play as kids. Mm-hmm. We grew up playing together. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like, it was just, so think about that. Like you're just, those
1: are some of the best times. Because
0: you, there was nothing more complex to it. It was, yeah. it was play. It was your number simplicity. one focus was entertaining yes. yourselves with yeah. the company of others. Yeah. We don't do that now as but adults. This is why,
2: like, honestly, like when m- I'm so grateful, my group of close friends, we don't really like going to the bar for us. It's kind of pointless. You're just sitting there drinking. Agreed. We love like having night, like game nights with yeah, boards, like, yeah. board games. We love going to like Dave and Buster's. We love like painting and like having wine with that. Like we like to do things together, not literally going to a restaurant, sitting down.
0: And that's just happening to my friend group now that we're older, right? Is that yeah. we, we want to do things together and like want to play. Yeah. That's basically what Escape it is. Escape rooms. Right? They're and so like, fun. yeah, we went yeah. paintballing the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> saw <laughs> that. <laughs> paintballing. What was that like? Uh, do you guys Fucking yeah. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I love this. I, 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 I was I was like yeah. all military again I was like sniping people and stuff like does it hurt though uh, like, a depends bit. on how close yeah. you are a little I bit. will not ever do it though. I got I bruised
2: so <laughs> easily I have like literally bruises from yoga I don't know how from all yoga my, yeah I don't know how <laughs> I don't know what I did but I have it all over my legs she would get so wrecked like, in me I would oh my god I would be so like
1: done yeah. <laughs> like out I know same Godder. though same <laughs> I would not like, be able to do it in theory it looks fun but I feel like I would it be such a wuss It's painful
0: Deanna did it actually she of came with she us. She's, she's been on the she, show before. She she yeah. came with us and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm scared. I don't want to do this." And she went in there and she turned it Rambo. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you're I in it, you're that. like, "All oh, right, I'm in it. Let's yeah. go." That's yeah. so
2: Deanna Like
0: yeah. she's yeah. like, "I'm
2: nervous. I'm scared." And then she goes right into it. Even with the podcast, or even like with baseball too, right? Like yeah. hmm, she's like, she's got that... a
0: competitive edge. I know you have one too. I know. It came oh. out Deanna? and I discovered it. Oh, it was amazing. Because <laughs> Natalie's all like, "I'm relaxed. I'm calm. Having a great time." And then we got her to so play a few games a couple times, and she's freaking mean, man. She's not seeing I want see, to I
3: see with a paintball gun in your hand. I'm like, yeah. I I yeah I no, I want to see no, it. Like,
0: so no, 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 no. You'd no, be like, no, like the Terminator. Yeah. You'd be like yeah. double fisted like, <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah. it is my turn. No. For
4: me,
2: it's like I really bruise up really, really, really badly. So then shoot people so
0: you don't get
3: shot. But
2: I don't want to shoot people. We'll put you in hockey it's with pads. We'll hockey. Like the whole thing. Like, just yeah, we'll up. put
3: the shin pads, the pants, everything. You'll be like a bully. We'll put you in
0: inflatable sumo costumes, you know? You don't
2: really want to do. Oh my God, especially like what you just talked about. There's that soccer game that you're like in. This, like,
0: the bubble, rounded, mm-hmm. yeah. Can we do yeah. that one day? And you're like running. I, I saw a video so where, where we, obviously was then you get ex, no bruises. You're in, the, you're in the ball, and then you get hit with a car, and it got launched in a tree, and it, it was See, fine. See how
1: lit up we are about playing. Like,
2: <laughs> like I, I really want to play do because more. we
0: don't play. Well, that's I don't a want to get hit by a car. But I would
2: love. But you're in really the place. bubble,
0: though. It's fun. So you're not going to still, gonna get hurt. but you
2: know. But I would like to do. If we could actually like find something on Amazon and go to
0: a Matt, we'll get a bubble and we'll get a car and we'll inflate the bubble.
3: Imagine that. And then you smash
0: into it with a car. It'd be so fun. Oh, Imagine yeah.
3: that no. walking through the park and seeing four people in bubbles fucking running into <laughs> each we other. Can would do it
0: though.
2: <laughs> Grown people, I would have been. People what would to be think.
3: jealous for sure. I would be. That's, That's my kind of group of people. Yeah. Like
2: those people are cool. Yeah. yeah. Those are my kind of people. So you know
3: we
0: have to do it now. We have to make a video of it. We yeah. have to go and get these balls. That would be good can we for do our it? socials, yep. and then run into each other in a
3: park with these balls. <laughs>
2: I'm So yeah, down. Yeah. So I'm free next Monday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sort <of> planning it.
2: <laughs> I am free next Monday, that'd be a fun, that'd and be a then fun Saturday playoff. during the day I can do that. If you guys want to, hmm. isn't it funny Slash though? Into each do other. you
0: do you remember a time in your life where you went from playing to just kind of like I'm grown now. I don't want to play anymore. No, you don't remember when I'm it happened? like
1: that all the time. Not a specific time, mm-hmm. no. But like I grew up on a street, oh my god, and I th- I reminisce about it all the time. Literally, it was all kids around the same age. Yep. And we were outside until the sun went down every single day in yep. the summer yeah. to the point where I just have such vivid memories of like, we used to have a ravine behind us. Mm. And I remember we would just literally be like playing in the ravine, jumping over the creek, like making up games, making skits. We were so creative. Like, it was full creativity. Yeah, mm. And like, I don't think kids experience that anymore, no. which is really no. sad. You know and how many parks are so empty? Yeah.
2: Forget They're even so parks. We yeah. were in
0: like the trees. My friend like and we and were climbing week, up we're trees and playing in the dirt and yeah. stuff while we're coming up with like, that's an incredibly yeah. like naturally intimate state to be yeah. in. Yeah.
2: Last week in the morning, I don't remember which day it was. My friend and I we went for a nice like two hour morning walk. We went to a park. She's like thirty five. I'm twenty seven. We found some swings. We're like, let's go on this swing. And we literally started swinging. We loved it. Swinging like, is so fun. It's so fun. You get
0: the little uh, butterflies in your stomach. Oh you know yeah, I mean? for sure. That, that's play. Swimming,
2: like, I love. Uh, it's so important. The excitement,
0: too. right? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> do you do you remember being a kid and being excited for things, and then when you got older, you didn't feel it as intensely, and you're like, "What the fuck?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So when I used to paint a lot, I used to paint so much. I used to draw so much. I used to be honestly a really, really, really good artist. But then when I had when I was um, at 14 when I had depression, that like when I paint picked up a paintbrush to paint, those emotions weren't there anymore because again they couldn't they weren't producing, right? Mm. So drawing, sketching, shading is my favorite thing to do. I love shading. Um painting and even dancing, I didn't have this emotion to do it anymore. And that was scary to me. That's when I knew something was so, so, so serious. There's like no motivation. There's no, no interest, mo- yeah. No, not even, mo- yeah, it's exactly, no interest. But it was, like, this, I can't believe how depressed I am that I can't, it's, it's depression isn't just feeling depressed. It's yeah. other emotions, too, like, isolation, all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, depression is,
1: like, being stuck in the freeze state. You know how like there's fight, like was like the freeze? Time. Like, yeah. freeze is, like, just being, like, numb and, like, not, Wanting to do anything, yeah, right, and like, like you you're couldn't in even that, it's smile
2: genuinely. Yeah. You can't laugh genuinely. I remembered when it really hit me hard. It was like I felt as if I felt my skeleton, not even like my muscles, and I felt hollow. It is the weirdest emotion and feeling in your body to experience. Mm. So when I was trying to pick up a paintbrush and like I can't, and I just I didn't paint for like years wow. for that. Yeah. So mm. that's the time. That's the only time in my life where. I noticed that switch, but now I like, I love painting again. I don't do it often. I don't really shade often, but I, that's still part of me in a way. Actually, we're painting my brother's room and I'm like, I'm painting the baseboards. I'm like, this is so nice. (laughs) It's just going all around and like, now we're doing my room soon. So it's like, it's it's coming back up again.
0: Simple activities can make a world of a difference. Absolutely. But I
3: think it's because it's challenging as well. When you challenge yourself, that's when I think the rest of life will get a little bit easier when you actually. Test yourself. I agree. put yourself no. and, and push yourself to the limits in terms of getting out of your comfort things, zone. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's the name of the first episode. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah,
2: I remember yeah. That. Alex. What are your tools? We didn't get to you. What are your tools that you use if you're ever feeling anxious or you feel stuck
3: or anything um, like that? For me, it's it's physical activity. Like if if I don't and and I realized not even that long ago, once we graduated high school, mm. basically the physically the physical activity it ended yeah. like football ended and hockey ended and I just started working right hockey? away. Yeah. I, didn't know that. I played hockey okay. and football for most of my life. Right. Okay. So I was extreme, like a very hyperactive kid. Then when high school ended and I went right to work, mm-hmm. I stopped doing all those things. Yeah. So then for me it was, I think that's just how I was wired mm-hmm. to run sweat. It's just how I grew up from mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. Yeah. So now I started to get back into things and it's, um, I think it's helped me the most out of out of out of everything mm-hmm. getting good sleep hundred percent but then physical activity so now I've like every day I need to do I need to be at a gym mm-hmm. whether it's kickboxing or whether it's it's mm-hmm. good life mm-hmm. it's got to be either one yeah and if not like I I feel off it's yeah. just not. Maybe that's something that I've wired myself. Maybe that's something I've told myself. Maybe that's my mm-hmm. own belief system now. Mm-hmm. But, but there is it a works. Huge
2: connection with movement and mental uh,
3: Absolutely, health. yeah. I think yeah. I think a, a lot of people aren't as physical as they should be. People yeah. got to start moving a bit more. Yeah. And when you really think about it, when you challenge yourself and you're at the gym and you're really pushing it, um, obviously physically it's, it's a test, but mentally as well, mm-hmm. right? So you're... You're you're going through a rough time, and I think that that'll make life, you know, it's a challenge that you're overcoming. Mm-hmm. Now that you're give, you're getting that sense of accomplishment after you leave the gym, after you had a good workout, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: right. Yeah. So you For
4: can sure. think about how
3: that plays into the rest of life, right? Mm-hmm. And then in terms of something like kickboxing, in terms of sparring other people, like it'll. I remember last week I was going through. I was it was three rounds. I was sparring someone else, and I was going the last round, and I was like dead. dead. Like I, I, was exhausted. I didn't I didn't want to. I didn't way. want to go into the last round. Oh, if I had yeah. a choice, mm-hmm. like you have a choice, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I could have yeah. easily chose not to. But it was like I
2: me w- last week with my personal trainer, I'm like, do we mm. have to do the ropes right now? I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you have to.
3: You have. to fucking push through it. You have to push through it. It's all it is. It's a mental it ceiling. Yeah, it's really what it is.
0: Your body is capable of doing a lot more than you think you can. Yeah.
2: Unless you actually can't do something properly, like, posture-wise, then you well, gotta... Okay, when that's your body <laughs> saying, stop <laughs> now, stop I'm at now. my limit. But, but like, yeah.
0: when you're like, oh, I'm just tired and I feel sluggish, I just want to no, sit down. No, no but that's... That's, the- that's your
3: brain doing that. That's no, not your No, but you know what? Yeah. F- yeah. For me, when I, when I start feeling tired, like, right now, I, I didn't get a great sleep last night, so I feel like, shit, currently. Like, my eyes are on fire. So mm-hmm. after this, I have to go to the gym to feel better. Yeah. I don't want to go to bed feeling like this, because I feel like it's going to yeah. carry over.
2: Mm-hmm. So and gonna- even through... God, what was it? Melatonin gets produced through ser- serotonin. Serotonin gets produced when you're moving your body, too. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. And other things to help with serotonin, I. I bought like five I think it's called 5-HTP so, so good which is so yeah good. I've read it's really good for sero, really good. serotonin yeah. levels yeah, yeah. L-theanine yeah.
2: is really good if you haven't had that yeah. yet too yeah. L-theanine it's a, it's a natural amino acid that our bodies know because we have amino acids in us um, that's also an excellent one too if you ever need something a little bit extra because you could pair it with um, 5-HTP well, no. this is yeah, the perfect one.
0: the perfect segue into the nutrition element of like My mental health because part. You, everybody's in this room, at least, is is pretty well versed on like the importance of eating properly. Yeah. But did you hit up a, a wall in your like mental health journey where you were like, okay, now the diet needs to change?
1: No, I've always ate pretty yeah healthy and like whole food based. I was gonna say, what's your <laughs> definition of healthy? Because so many
0: people yeah. think they're
2: eating healthy. Yeah.
1: So I would yeah. say whole food diet. I will say that I am plant-based. Yeah. so um, for me, a priority is me getting enough like plant protein. I do eat fish once in a while, but um, that just came with <laughs> my mental health actually kind of had me feel like compa- like different level of compassion for animals, mm-hmm. where it just mm-hmm. became like, what are you inputting into your body? That has an energetic def- effect too. Yeah. And for me, consuming animals had an energetic effect on me because I, as I was consuming animal protein, I felt I couldn't not feel the cruelty behind it after what I had seen Mm -hmm. because I had exposed myself to seeing certain things. And so, Mm. um, for me, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, Legumes. legumes, that makes me feel so good. And that's been a big thing for me and just making sure that I eat a lot of like whole foods um, don't get me wrong. I mean, we all, we all cheat every now and again <laughs> and the I enjoy a dinner out I've been eating the last four. <laughs> I months. love pizza. Like, of course pizza we're going to eat what we right want to eat, but like, and you
0: should, everybody should be able to should. enjoy the nice. I like enjoy it, yeah. but not yeah. overly. Exactly. Indulged, like I just don't make did. it your whole diet. Yeah.
1: I would say like the 80, 20 diet is good. Like 80% 80/20. good. 20% allow yourself yeah. to have fun. Basically, that's that's yeah. what I do. But I don't think food was the biggest correlation with my Mm -hmm. Like, although it does make an impact, I don't think that that was a thing that was really behind it all for me. Like, there's more to it, right? Right, right. Um, But yeah, how about you guys?
3: How long have you not been eating meat for?
1: It's been three and a half years. Mm. I haven't had any beef, pork, Mm. lamb. I did try chicken a couple times in between that time, but... That's been over three and a half years now.
2: What about, obviously this isn't meat, but do you do cheese or dairy time to
1: time too? Yes, time you to did? time, yeah. Okay. So it's not vegan. I just kind of listen to my body. Yeah. Like I don't like labels and all this stuff. Like I just listen to my body. My body three and a half years ago told me basically it doesn't feel right to do this anymore. Hmm.
3: Yeah. So you was it kind of like when you ate meat, it, it was almost like you felt guilty?
1: Yeah, guilt right. was there. And then also like... um, loading it's just hard to explain like when you kind of at least for me see what goes into like factory i don't want to get into that whole conversation because i know it's a whole other thing well it's a huge factor but like when you look at like factory farming and what Mm -hmm. animals go through like Mm -hmm. i guess when because i have a dog myself like just having a different level of compassion it was hard for me to put the two aside Mm -hmm. whereas like some people will ask me and say like, what about if you get locally raised meats and you know they had a good life? That's and gonna like, ask me next. I was yeah. going to say like that I would be more open to maybe in the future. That would be the only way I could do it. Right. Knowing the cruelty that they go through and they're, they're just being raised for mm. slaughter. 100%. Slaughter and vicious purposes. It, it doesn't sit well with my with my state. With and, your values Yeah, too. with my values. So it just kind of mm-hmm. came down to like three and a half years ago I made a decision. At the beginning it was tough. Then three months in I'd say I didn't even miss it anymore. I was like... Mm. I eat good friggin' food. Like, I make good, yeah. like, recipes with plants, vegetables, like, plant-based proteins, and I feel like I'm fully satiated. So Other yeah. supplements really you
3: it? take to, like, counter the
1: Yeah. So I'll take vitamins. B12, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. But actually, every other vitamin and amino acid you can get from plant-based sources except B12. Mm-hmm. So everything else I get
2: from... But with your iron, though, because even with certain... With iron, you need to have a vitamin C, right? Yeah. And so when it comes to plant-based meals you have to have basically more of those food items, some stuff, not everything. Yeah. And then you need to have a certain amount of vitamin C in order for the iron to absorb into your body correctly. And there's also different forms of iron too, right? right? So not all forms of iron will absorb into your body too. I was, um, I didn't eat meat for five years and then when I became anemic because I was taking supplements too, but I had to like start implementing meat into my diet and such, but both times I felt really great too. Like I didn't feel like it was the, I was the food that really caused necessarily my anxiety as much, but I think maybe because I was anemic that it could play a little role there, here and there. But, um, it's just fascinating what the body goes through when you honestly start changing the way yeah, you eat your sure. relationship you become, with you, food. You
0: turn into the food you eat. Yeah, absolutely, so it's, absolutely. It, it's honestly, absolutely. the most important thing I yeah. think. And like,
2: just check, like, go to the doctor. Get okay. So when you go to the doctor and you ask for your blood work done, they're only going to give you basics. They won't give you the actual levels of where you're at with your vitamins, your minerals, and such. You It'll can ask like, for
0: the CBC report,
2: but they won't go into like full on detail maybe some and if yeah, they do amazing the doctor, yeah. because Probably be so many people like so many doctors will be like yep yeah, you're good when really you could be just above GPs poor. too like mm-hmm. like
0: general practitioners too mm-hmm. we've had this said on the show before yeah, yeah. yeah. like or
2: Athena right like yeah. even yeah so i love having an naturopathic doctor cuz they kind of just go yeah. right into in depth. the in depth of it And then she told me, she's like, you know, your liver, it's clean, but let's detox a little bit more because hormones are also there too. Your um, adrenal glands, how are they doing? Let's check out the thyroid, all Mm -hmm. these different things. You may think that you have anxiety too, but really it's just your body's a little off. And sometimes when just simply changing the way you eat having less alcohol having less caffeine mm-hmm. some people could be like oh my god that's but I need my caffeine believe me that's you addiction. don't it's an addiction yeah. you don't yeah. need your caffeine you will have withdrawals but and they're bad. You're, caffeine withdrawal. They're are horrible. Bad. But yeah. your body, you're supposed to have energy till twelve p.m. Then you can have your caffeine, but little amount, so that you're not crash, so that you're not affecting then your sleep. You're and there's other to ways to get that energy having, boost too, outside oh, a thousand, of caffeine. Yeah. But there's also there's naturally also, like medicinal, caffeine. like mushrooms, like um what's it called um reishi lion's reishi, mane well reishi is more for for calming but um chaga is excellent for oh, that nice. too yeah um there's all these different foods that have natural like healthy natural ways yeah. of boosting your energy it doesn't have to necessarily be caffeine from coffee right yeah you're not supposed to have caffeine first thing in the morning because you're mm-hmm. not allowing your own energy to actually produce you're shotting it down you have natural energy you just have to now, get used to it again because so many people are so addicted to it, yep. especially with wine. And I'm saying this my boyfriend, <laughs> he drinks wine. Like, you know, yeah. they Italians love their wine, but like, hmm. um, people love their wine and they're like no I need to de-stress and have my glass of wine you don't need your glass of wine I actually haven't had alcohol for a year really Really? that that was like me and not even a sip that was like me and each time I go over he's like do you want a little yeah just a little bit yeah a little bit but that's yeah yeah,
1: that's different than like indulging every day and I think um well studies have now come out and shown that no amount of alcohol is good for the brain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah right and so like just I mean that's not to say people still indulge every now and again, but I've noticed but a big in change there, in me. Here and
2: there, though, right? Not like every. Some people do every night. Yeah, and then they pick up two glasses slowly, and then slowly. It's they addiction. Pick up three. It's
0: different. It's addiction it, and though. your tolerance. If yeah, you're, yeah. If yeah. you're drinking, because some people have the discipline to mm-hmm. only have one glass of wine a night, yeah. right? And like, you know what? Great, power to you. But mm-hmm. it's still that's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like you might not be a raging alcoholic and it's ruining your life, but mm-hmm. you are by the books. And Mm. alcoholic, that's what that is. And that
2: plays with your mental health, too, because alcohol is acidic for the body. It's not alkalining anyway, so the more acidic your body is, you're going to start experiencing all those types of symptoms, too. So for me, when I started learning more about supplements and how the food, your relationship with food is, that's when things really change even more, especially more when it comes to supplements, because then you're understanding how the body actually works, how everything's so connected. Your gut is so connected to your brain through the vagus nerve. And so whatever is going on in your gut, if you have a lot of toxins, if you have a lot of things going on, like constipation, bloating, that travels up your vagus nerve to the brain. Mm -hmm. So it's all simply connected. So that's why pay attention to what you eat so much. Like If you have cravings, I understand, but try to like just start something slowly implementing here and there. Um, even if it's just one healthy meal a day, a day, right? Yeah, doesn't have to be immediately cut out your caffeine and cut out this and cut out that because then you'll go into shock. <laughs> yeah, it's just simple thing, one at a time. So right? it's
0: it's funny you said have your healthy meal a day because another thing I was reading that had a direct correlation with like nutrition and mental health mm. was frequency of meals. Yeah, and so one mm. of the big things that people talk about, and this is a cause for not just mental health issues but a lot of other diseases too, mm-hmm. we eat. Too much. much. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Every culture, every cuisine, every meal we eat. The notion of three square meals a day is absurd.
2: Uh, unless if it's smaller. Like... It, Hear me out. Wait, really? Three A Sorry, meal is,
0: a meal, yeah. a meal yeah. is something three that leaves you yeah. feeling, you know, satisfied. Yeah. And so our stomachs Yep. Yeah. Full. So we are hunter-gatherers, right? Remember that... Humans have been farming for 12,000 years, and before yeah. that, for 300,000 years, yeah. we were running with spears and bows and arrows, <laughs> yeah. chasing our prey over, across vast amounts of, of land, terrain, kilometers, climates. We are robust as fuck, and we are not supposed to be eating three times a day.
1: This is new to me. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. Because, And, and yeah.
0: people didn't eat three times a day a hundred years ago. That was not a so thing. Do you believe
1: in fasting?
0: Absolutely. Like and there intermittent is so, 100%. Much evidence, 100%. 100%. so much evidence. So much evidence. you've never done it
1: because mom for me, I've always me. been like worried about like mm. hormonally if that's going to affect me. It but will help men and think. women. It will help I your body naturally <laughs> regulate your hormones. Yeah. So
0: Absolutely. I would recommend for you because my girlfriend is, is wants to do it too. She wants to do a 72 day fast and I'm like, look, I was in... 72- Wait, There's, hold up. It's a it's a thing. Just,
2: <laughs> I love food too much. Too Let bad. me. I'm not saying d 72
0: I have a different bad. one, right? Yeah. So hear me out. You love food. That's an addiction. Believe it or not. I know it is. So no.
2: I'm the same. I commit to it. I what
0: I do is I don't eat in the day. I get up mm-hmm. and I have one big meal, and that's my dinner. One big meal, and all I get all of the the food groups in there that I need to. Right? I'm getting. I'm talking like this is like 50 percent vegetables. This has you got your your meat protein in there and you have like a simple kind of carb. You don't want anything. You don't feel like you
2: binge after? No. no, Because you're so hungry. When when you eat a balanced meal, exactly how you said it, when you have a meal, like your plate, 50% of it be like really good vegetables. Then 30% having it has your really good protein. Yeah. Then have the 20 or just one meal of a day a day. And you don't even have to do (laughs) the carbs every meal. (laughs) It depends though what you're eating though, because you need the carbs in order to, Allow the nutrients to absorb into your so body. So one of the best. So
0: one of the things that I will do if I'm not eating a meal, my snack is fruit because mm-hmm. what it is, fruit is the sugar. There's your carb. Mm-hmm. Is that's giving you a, a naturally released energy level an energy source that's right. going to last way longer. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go through the day and fast, no problem. Pack three. Well, not three, but pack like an apple, an orange, a banana, a like get a little bit of diversity and then snack on that through the day and then have your one nice balanced meal mm-hmm. which is going to save you a fortune on groceries by yeah. the way mm-hmm. and yeah. boom That's so pop- if, yeah. I know
1: you work out Alex so like would you find like if you fast before a workout I don't know if you've tried this like do you feel like you still have energy like can you like I don't know what your eating style is like but just can you still work because I work out too can yeah. you still not have three square meals a day and get enough protein and like everything you need to like See results and feel good. do You think it
3: really depends. I think based on how you're eating right now is gonna if you change it, it's gonna throw you off. So 100%. if you're eating three meals three meals a day now, and then you decide to now tomorrow go on a crazy fast mm-hmm. where you're not gonna eat till 4 p.m., you're gonna feel like shit probably for a few weeks yeah. until you your body adjusts to time. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, yeah, I what I'll what I'll do is I'll usually wait a little bit later in the morning to eat. So probably around 11 or 12, I'll have my first. I'll consume. My first food, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is and usually how, like an apple.
2: I was gonna say, like, what is it exactly? That
3: you yeah, eat? when I first wake up, I drink water and I just drink water, and then, yep, and too. that's around 6 a.m. Yeah, glass, mm-hmm. then, then I won't sh- eat till 12. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat an apple, banana, and then um, maybe a sandwich, the odd time, things like that. And then when I get home from work, that's when I have like my full meal. Funny
2: story when we went January, when we went skiing. You ate so late you had a green apple. I'm like, how is this guy not
3: hungry?
2: Yeah. I know what like, I remember.
3: When we do trips, everyone everyone knows I bring I bring a bag of apples. Yeah, yeah, because yeah.
2: I was like you were apple sitting there like at the table I'm like He's eating an apple now and it's like one PM. How is he not hungry? So that's so yeah. that's a thing
0: in your brain that you tell yeah. yourself, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat three times a day. So you almost kind of you, you imprint your emotions on other people. You go, I can't fathom that. Oh my god, I'd be so hungry because mm-hmm. you're eating too much food and you're telling yourself, you told yourself, mm-hmm. every time you think about food, you're like, I'll eat soon. You, you know? know so you're not like, Oh, I'm ravenous, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But- you know
2: what I'm super curious to, and this is what I wanna start dabbling more into and learning more, is about biohacking especially when it comes to meals and you could also fast Mm -hmm. with biohacking, but that is something I'm very interested in. But now we're talking about a little bit about protein here for females, obviously for males too, it's important to have your protein intake, but for females, especially too, because we have our periods and we go through menopause, we all, we go through these things. We need to have a good amount of protein. The older we get a little bit higher too, to support our immune system and all that sort of stuff, especially with our hormones too. Um, so I wonder how that would play off with like, if you just had like one meal a day, a Thing, yeah. your protein intake right there. It's not just simply because you work out, it's because for your overall like hormonal health, right? So that's something I'm going to definitely. It'll probably be
3: better too. for you long-term. Like Matt said, mm-hmm. you got to think about it. Like for thousands of years, we were physically active and weren't eating three meals a day. I think Every the three day. meals a day thing comes from honestly, these large corporations that sell the food yep. mm-hmm. that say eat three meals a day. Because if you do eat three meals a day, how much more food are you consuming? How much more money are they making? Yeah. It's, it's, it is. And, and it, it sounds yeah. kind of like evil, but that's the fucking world. If like That's reality. If you
0: had great grandparents yeah. here in the room and you asked them about three meals a day, they would laugh in your face and be like, what kind of decadent fat asses have our grandchildren turned into? <laughs> yes. Three square meals a day is a foreign concept to you don't think every they, You don't think they
1: might have been malnourished?
0: no no because no, no. that's how their they body no. that's how like
3: think about it. It, it a thousand years ago if you j- if you ate like a quarter like maybe 20% of what you're eating today like I think back then that's just people's bodies were able to to live off of that that's how we, yeah. th- that was your average and it was natural True. those Let's are see.
0: natural energy sources at natural times yeah. to a body that has mm-hmm. lived on that planet for unchanged for yeah. that much time mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's so yeah. the idea that oh they'd be malnourished because you know we have more nourishment in our food, but we don't because we're depleting our soil by monocrop growing, and we're mm. we're fucking shit up by inbreeding yeah. our animals and like pumping them up with hormones and stuff. Like, do you think that the food that we're mm-hmm. eating today is is remotely as nutritious Definitely as the food not. that our oh, grandparents no. were eating? No, not like, even close. You're know, you know. you eating too. so you much know? more of it. No, like, no. It's yeah. just insane. look at
2: allergies. Like allergies have been going up. Intolerances yeah. to dairy, gluten, soy, um, yeah. fish. What was the other one? Sulfite, sulphates, whatever it's called. Um, what else? There's it went significantly up. My yeah. mom, so in Poland, I don't know if they still do this now, but especially <laughs> in Poland back then, <laughs> they okay. drink unpasteurized milk, and no one had allergies to milk. Right. Yep. They came to Canada. My mom went to the store, and she's looking at the milk section. She's like, "Where's the unpasteurized milk?" It's and illegal it's to illegal sell here. here. Yeah. But now, so many people have issues with. Their, with their gut, right? right? So
0: one of the main True. things that, that they say to do that this is what, like naturopaths have said it, and then mm. I've been looking into this. Indigenous remedies across the country say to do this. Mm. Oh, you have severe allergies? Buck up and go and eat the local honey and drink local pasteurized honey. Milk. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit! The cows eat the grass from the area that you're in, pollinated, yeah. and turn it into milk. Boom! Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> it's so the, the the bees are no, pollinating true, the it's plants true. in the area and turn honey, it into literal honey. Honey Boom. is
2: phenomenal, and I don't yeah. know why the government banned this honey. Particularly, we used to sell it all the time at the deli. We used to it's it was used to be in so many different um, Eastern European. Actually, I did find it at Italy, like the place in Toronto. Linden honey. It is the best honey that you could possibly get. it's Linden honey. But you heard of you it. won't be able to find it here now. I don't
0: think that that's a true thing to think. I think that the best Linden? honey that you could possibly get is exactly where you are. That's what Linden? you need to be Polish? eating. Local raw honey. Local yeah. raw honey. But, like,
2: but the thing is though, you have to consider like air quality and what people are doing around? Yeah, but that land you're, you're like not you're you're not in wherever
0: Linden honey is made, and also all honey that's sold mm-hmm. is at the end of the day it's mixed down with different honeys. I've I've watched a documentary on honey; it's incredible. So they're mixing honeys from all over the place to get colors and flavors and this mm-hmm. and that and the other. Okay, great, like cool, that's great. Now everybody has access to honey all around the world, but we're all eating the same thing. Well, they and all have now, different flavors,
2: though. I guess it's, maybe majority of places have that, but like the majority of companies do that, but you need to, like, for example, Manuka honey, you cannot mix that with other kinds of honeys at all because it has to go through a certain grade in order to be classified as Manuka honey. Yeah. So with Linden honey too, it has its own specific taste. A lot of people don't like it. They find it very interesting at first, but it's so amazing because it helps with allergies significantly. Like my dad's mm. allergic to dogs and when he, he didn't change his diet, but when he, when we used to have Linden honey, um, he would eat it and his allergies to dogs got smaller and smaller and smaller to the point that he, his throat wasn't inflamed anymore. Wow. And like his eyes weren't watering up anymore. Oh, yeah. So it's so powerful.
0: Honey, honey does have a lot Actually, of Actually, and especially,
2: additional. You know, growing value. up, um, when we were sick, before we end up going to the doctors, that was like our last resort. My mom would make milk. She crushed up garlic, like minced them up really well, and like a big scoop of Linden honey. That was our natural medicine growing up, and I still do this to this day. But awesome. I do it with like clean, amazing, clean yeah. almond milk yeah. though. But um, like with nothing in it. Like I make sure I get the and pure thing. And you just thing. press the garlic. Press the garlic like that kind of like yeah. thing. Um, usually like one good size of a garlic. Um, Loaf, and then like a good tablespoon of honey and warm like drink it when it's so 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 warm and you'll mm. feel it going down because it's natural antibacterial and anti-viral um, as well a little bit too um helps boost the immune system <laughs> she looks here she's like where did that go um the honey is amazing That's for such awesome. yeah
0: so the thing i'm saying about honey it, it, it's Local honey is not contaminated because bees don't have a very large range, by the way. So if you go to like a farm just up the road from mm-hmm. where we live, mm-hmm. right, That those are... Protected farms, and you go to like go to a farmstead so you know they have a variety of plants and stuff around Mm -hmm. them. They have their own bees that are keeping, and Mm -hmm. the bees are only flying around their farm area, they don't go that far from their hive. So you can guarantee, okay, this is not contaminated Mm because where I'm getting farmers markets
2: like buckwheat honey, for example, that's all
0: kinds of different things. Go to your local farmers market, and you can find a plethora of honey from right there that's safe, healthy. Perfect, and it will help you with with the issues you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think people have also forgotten, and this is probably a major mental health kicker as well, live on the fucking land that you are on. I get it. We are a global society. We know about the world, and our parents come from different countries and stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, you are on this land, and it's trying to take care of you. Fucking let it. Mm -hmm. Eat the food that grows here, indigenous to here, prepare it the way that the people from here have. Ask indigenous people for recipes. You know how many fucking amazing modern recipes indigenous people have from the food that's here? Mm-hmm. You will feel so much better. I have started doing it. I feel more connected to this land. Really? I feel brighter and more alert. My like body is adjusting to like the longer days and shorter days. It makes a difference. We do live you, at this altitude, this latitude. We live on this land. Eat from this land. Do you
2: eat seasonally too? I'm, tr- I'm starting to. Say, I've started to. Yeah. Like For example, the one food item that i will not touch and although yes like i'm gluten intolerant if someone gets me pasta that's made out of corn like i don't touch corn corn is filled with gmo (laughs) so even in the summertime um when it comes to like sweet corn that one night i'll have one i'll have one for the whole year but
0: i appreciate where you're coming from with the corn but i do have to interject with corn Mm -hmm. because i i feel very strong about this corn is a fantastic crop and it's an ancient crop that's related to us. GMO, mm-hmm. all corn is GMO. And you know mm-hmm. when it first became GMO? When our first farmers started selectively picking our kernels. Mm-hmm. All corn is GMO. Has yes. been since the beginning of time. Yeah. Do not be scared of the word GMO. You can ask for heirloom corn that is only passed down through tradition. Okay, and that is natural, unaltered. Where you can get that all over the place. From it's yeah. corn is indigenous to here, um, but, the Americas. Like,
2: what do you see? where like cuz every single corn is yellow like it's what do you mean by heirloom you, corn
0: Heirloom corn means that these are seeds that have never ever ended oh, up okay. in a lab to be altered Gotcha but all corn is GMO GMO mm-hmm. means gel- genetically modified mm-hmm. organism yeah. and when we selectively breed things like even our dogs that's GMO and we did it but it's done naturally through the selection process over time So mm-hmm. we've been using corn is one of the first things we planted so it's 12,000 years we've had it mm-hmm. in our pocket so it completely, obviously, naturally, it's completely different strange, from its original, yeah. Yeah. right? And that's our fault. It's not a bad thing. Where you yeah. want to avoid, I mean, I understand the GMO element of this mm-hmm. is the lab GMO stuff. That shit's fucked up to me,
4: yeah.
0: right? Yeah. But GMO yeah. itself is not a bad word. Mm-hmm. You have to look into, heirloom is the word you're looking for. Heirloom. Look for heirloom seeds. No, that I'm means it's do passed down now. and not altered, yeah.
2: Like grocery store wise or farmers. you can get them
0: anywhere. They have to follow the rules to be. Heirloom. I'm gonna send you a yeah.
2: picture. like, look at <laughs> You're
0: better off to source heirloom seeds from like the area, like from local seeds farmers and local like you know yeah. gardeners and stuff. You'd be really surprised what people have in their home to be like. Yeah, I've lived on this land for you know hundred years. or my family? We've got here heirloom corn seeds. Here you go. Yeah. You know, and that's it. Boom. Perfect. And it feels different. Yeah. It tastes different, and it feels better. Mm-hmm. Diet's
3: yeah. definitely huge I, I think there's a stat That's like 90% Of the serotonin is, is Comes from your gut Your gut yeah, Right So yeah. and, and when I think about Like all these fake meats And things like that Like I understand if people Don't want to eat meat But don't, I don't eat I fucking fake don't simulate meat. simulate it. No, Honest yeah, to I mean, God, think about it. Your body has no clue what, what you're eating. Like all that soy and all that garbage that they're putting in it, mm-hmm. that it kind of comes off like, oh, it's healthy because it's, it's healthier vegan. than a McDonald's cheeseburger. But it's like,
0: yes, everything is. My toe is healthier than a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like. <laughs> At least your body
3: kind of knows <laughs> how, to, <laughs> how to digest certain foods. Whereas now you, you bring all these bullshit alternatives in. Yeah. And if it works for you, great. Me, personally, I would never touch that. No, I avoided that when I was a
2: vegan. I avoided, like, Beyond Meat. Good. Can you... Yes, majority of it is, like, B vitamins, but at the same time, can you read the other half? Yeah. (laughs) If you cannot read... Well, I mean, there's some scientific words that I can't read that are good for you, but I'm saying if there are so many... Like, if you look them up, and if they're just fillers, why are you putting that in your body? You're not healthier in any means. Mm. And so many times they say vegan is, like, a healthier diet and all this and that. It can be if you eat wholly not... Process. you yeah. could also have a very clean meat diet again if you eat wholly not processed as well right that does it does play a huge factor in
0: yeah and again like health. to the topic of this whole episode all of that correlates directly with your mental health mm-hmm. and so i think one of the biggest recommendations i would make that has improved my mental health and mine has significantly improved even mm-hmm. in the last year is the change in the diet mm-hmm. first things first simplification And I get it. We all love the variety of dishes that we have, especially that the world is global and we can import all these things. No. Mm -hmm. Okay? No. There's no reason why you should be eating fucking something that came out of the ground 4,000 kilometers away from here. Mm -hmm. There is no reason for it. Eat what is here. Eat what Mm -hmm. grows here. And you will feel the difference. The land will literally take care of you. It's incredible.
3: I read something that if you buy uh, frozen vegetables is actually better than buying like frozen vegetables apparently is better yeah. because it's containing more of the nutrients than a regular vegetable that's not frozen. Yeah, because
0: fruits and vegetables I don't know how much that's proven. But
3: but it's crazy because in plastic though. The one thing thing that
2: kind of makes me a little bit like worried though is because it's in plastic and if the plastic is not BPA free that's going to go into the food. As well. You're going to eat that. Even if
0: it is, even if it is BPA free, if it's food grade plastic, mm-hmm. they, they literally proven it. They say with water bottles too. Mm-hmm. They're like, the, it leaches shit into, into everything that it's holding. Yeah. It leaches into it all. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, it's a synthetic material. Of course it does. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There was one question I wanted to ask you guys and I completely forgot.
0: So, you know, it I had to go one. back to, um,
2: <laughs> no, I had to go back to, um, like tools. Mm. Um,
0: like tools for happens. tools It'll for achieving to self-awareness.
2: Yeah, kind of, yeah, but I just can't remember. It had to do with tools. Hmm. This happens all the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> oh well, that's fine. It'll it's okay. On. I think
0: we covered a lot. I mean, in terms of mental health, we touched on the causes. We touched on how to deal with it. We touched on the self-awareness. We even touched on <gasps> oh, nutrition, that's what I activity. To
2: share about, like, what I sorry. That's, yeah, there you go. <laughs> what boom. I wanted to. What I use when it comes to tools because this recently has been making a huge, huge, huge. Um, deal for me it's literally not judging when i'm feeling anxious but questioning it back hardly yeah when it's like what is the evidence though do you have evidence that that is true
0: we've talked about this mm-hmm. have we talked about do you remember this? we went to that cafe once on main street there and we sat down outside and we were <gasps> a ta- year ago no it was longer than a year ago
2: cafe outside
0: Maybe it was a year ago. Cafe outside. Yeah, the one on Main Street in the back. We were in the back of Main Street. We were like,
2: inside, though. No, and we were outside. And that's when I met your other friend, Natalie? Yeah,
0: we moved inside. But when we were sitting outside. We were outside? Yeah, we started outside. We did? Yes. Oh, sure. Uh, and we were talking about exactly what you're saying. Oh. Yeah. And that's, You
2: did taught me that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, so, sorry. I thought that was my therapist that taught me that. Um, Clearly <laughs> not. So, But it's something that I've been doing so much more of. So yeah. whenever, oh. if I feel anxious, I think of it, like I see it right there. And I tell myself, do you have any evidence that that's actually true? Yeah.
0: not. Yeah,
2: I know. And I'm like, no, I don't.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Shut that shit down.
2: (laughs) And and sometimes I have to sometimes keep asking and asking, and then I'll actually then write down the proof that like the, uh, the opposite, like my anxiety comes, it's gets triggered because of relationship stuff. Um, So write down all the things like, you know, the amazing things that that person does and all this and that. And then I go to my page of like, you know, proving that the anxious parts are true. And it's like, I can't write anything down. Mm. So what's the evidence here? Like, come on. So I do that. And also talking it out helps in a way too. Like, again, I always said you're responsible for your own thoughts, but talking it out is also good because you're getting that out of your system. And there is power when you hear your own words like when you hear those words and you're seeing it, you're like oh my god that sounds so stupid like <laughs> that's yeah. clearly it's not true there's a
0: lot of power and agency in that and that's that's accountability that's yeah. exactly what that is sometimes, that's what like, I've been talking and about and I'll
2: do this sometimes like with yeah. myself if I'm home alone and if I well I'm hardly ever home alone but if I'm in case actually driving like I had one time was feeling kind of like a little off and I was driving I would talk out loud pretending as if there was like a yeah. best friend or oh, my yeah. boyfriend in the car do my too. mom or whoever it's like a crazy talk, person literally but it's <laughs> times it works right and the whole point of it is that for you to just get it out and hear yourself saying it because then you're like that's bullshit that yeah. is so not true yeah like, it's ridiculous but then yeah. and then that's helping me kind of then build Pull more yourself confidence out of your thought yeah yeah that being the present moment build more confidence let go of yeah. things build more like knowing my self-worth even more because mm-hmm. that's where that's where all in there. Like, it's... I'm yeah. building that and working on that to actually accept myself for type of thing. Um, But that... It's been such a game changer. Mm. Like, just questioning, like, is that really true? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the evidence? That's yeah. an it's important so good. thing to do.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, On that note, you just shared something really cool about, like, actually saying it out loud. Have you yeah. tried brain dumping before? I've done that. Wake up in the morning but and I just find, freaking brain dump. I find that
2: <laughs> even if I write it down sometimes it works for me sometimes it doesn't because then it just stays like I feel like it stays oh it's in on my a release head. as it's much not a, yeah. it's so much Yeah, have a powerful release That's sometimes true. I can do it but then there are times where I'm like I just have to fucking say it like just get it out yeah. and then I literally like say it out loud or out loud I say it or i also like go to my mom and be like Mom, I need to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, like she's so amazing in that too. Like she's such a safe soundboard for me. Um, sometimes she'd be like, "Natusha, come on. Like get over it. Like this we've talked about this so many times." We're like, "I know, mom, but like
0: Natusha. <laughs> I like, Natusha. I like that." Well, I, I always so used to cool. tell you sometimes you have to bully yourself out of the you do. thoughts. You do. Right. Yes. You, you have to You kind of you be do. like, "Shut the fuck up." Like, yeah. you're wasting my time. And for me,
2: yeah. that was so, like... Tell was yourself like, that. so mean. But now it's like, no. Like, yeah. you're actually, like... Without judgment, though. I think if you're going to yes. be mean, though, I think then that's doing this... It, how do I say this? If you're going to be mean to yourself in that moment... You're not doing any good to yourself. You're trying to release. I'm
0: glad you said that. That's an important differential. Yeah. Or different thing to differentiate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, it, it's not going, shut the fuck up, you dumbass idiot. Yeah. Because then you're making it stuck. worse for yourself. You're wasting yeah. my time. And, yeah. then you, and then your brain goes, you're right. And then you shift gears, yeah. and that's it. Your day is humming along. Yeah, you know? and you're
2: in the present moment. Yeah. And then when you're in the present moment, you see things so clearly. Because with anxiety, we we feel anxious when we think about the future with depression, or when you're feeling depressed, you're thinking about the past, right? And so when you then center back into the present moment, that's when you can just breathe, realign, reset, refocus, and be just be more clear.
4: Yeah,
1: And it's been so nice. But yeah. That's all I have to say. That's amazing. Yeah. I already feel like so much less alone just hearing all you guys. Because I'm like, mm. we all deal with the same the thing. Same like, children. it's yeah. like, sometimes I do get caught up in like, oh, I feel so like alone in it. It must be mm. just me. Like, I don't know. I shame myself a lot, at least. But, it's oh, my experience. Everybody, everybody does,
2: I would say, to a certain extent. Because yeah you don't want to feel like you're bothering anybody but then you also don't express it right and i remembered when meant when um bell let's talk was really popular back then um bell let's talk like that oh day. Bell let's bell talk. Talk. okay yeah, yeah. yeah um this was when i graduated already so i think this was becoming 2015 and i was dealing severely mm. with ptsd so post-traumatic one. stress disorder And mental, and then Bella's talk was on. And I remember looking at the screen and looking at, like, who was talking. I'm like, I can't wait to have that bravery and confidence, even though you don't... Just because you're doing something doesn't mean you feel confident, but that is still you doing something in a confident way. Um, I remember looking at them, like, I can't wait to be like them one day where I could just own my own truth or just even if I feel shame or if I feel anxious if I feel scared to say something that I still chose to be confident by still saying it by taking the actions and saying it because then literally you don't feel alone and that was especially in the peak of what was going on it was so comforting I remember I had my blanket on me and I was crying from like so much release feeling heard feeling seen feeling not alone Mm. and that's like I think that's why I also never wanted to share at times how I'm feeling because I don't want the other person to feel that God forbid they start to feel it too. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you got a lot of compassion. (laughs) I love people a lot, so that's just how I am. I
2: love people, I do. Well,
0: Natalie, Lex. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you very much for joining us. For thank, you thank you guys for having it me. It was a very thank nice episode. Honestly, Excellent. we kind of needed a, a bit of a more <laughs> serious turn to talk well, about something. You could something.
2: always call us. we will always have something yeah. to say, uh, serious
1: to say. I yeah. could have gone on and on and
2: on. Oh, really? well maybe we'll, we'll have to get
0: you back. <laughs> <So ready. laughs> so I think we'll heard we'll too. part be two. Yeah. You we'll know. You part more two. facets. Like yeah. if there's other stuff that you, you know, you feel really strongly about that you want to bring on. Absolutely. I definitely you want to one day more
2: about yoga. Cause people really think that yoga is about like stretching and moving your body, there's so much more. So much more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much more to yoga. Like, we're, you're doing yoga right now. Yeah. But I'll explain it on the next episode. We, we, we kind of, I don't know <laughs> if
0: people can notice in the reflection, like, the color code thing going on to kind of give you an idea of what the theme of the episode is about. So we're, we're going to, like, start kind of dialing in on that and organizing things better and kind of bringing on different people to specialize in topics that we we like to cover mm-hmm. so we'll definitely get you both back on to talk Absolutely. about things you want to talk thank about. you
1: guys for what you do here ah. keep it up i think this is a great platform and the fact that it is everything and anything gives you guys the space and possibility to have so many different kinds of people yeah. so right. i can't wait to see what's next for you guys thank you very much thank you thank All right you guys yeah. until next
0: time our episodes nice. are released every monday at 6 a.m eastern standard time this is the everything and anything podcast think on that we'll see you next time
2: take care